0: Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. Well, as an eldership, um, you discuss lots of things. And end of last year, we were thinking, well, Lord, what do you got in store for Faith Point? this coming year, you know, and there's a whole lot of plans and vision stuff being cast, but James said double, and what's double mean? Double the amount of food you eat, double the amount of coffee you drink, maybe the double the time you have off, or double the salary. What was he actually talking about? And I think in the heart of God, there's this pregnancy of double what God is doing. Double the, can you imagine, like, People had a dream. I have a dream, you know. Martin Luther. Well, can you imagine a church with God's double anointing? Touching, blessing, expanding. Can you imagine a church where God is doubling the healing of what's going on? You know, we pray for people and God heals people, but a growth of that, a doubling of that. What about a doubling of the miracles? You know, I love signs and wonders and I've seen a lot take place, but. I'm not satisfied with the past. I'm looking to the future. Can we see a doubling of the miraculous take place? What about the biggest salvation of all? You know, like our salvation. That's a miracle in its own right. But can we see God doubling the salvation in and through this congregation or Fiji um, or wherever we go in ministry? Can we see a doubling of what God is doing? That's on God's heart. You know, we've seen significant water baptisms through the years here, but can we see a doubling of what God is doing through the baptismal tanks up the road or uh, Takapuna Beach or wherever we go? Can you imagine a doubling of that taking place? That's God's heart. It's not, it's our heart as well, but it's God's heart for this congregation. Can you imagine a doubling of your love for people around you? I love my wife, but can you imagine me doubling my love for her? I can't understand that. But God could do... Well, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got... <laughs> I, I've got a finite mind. I, my, my mind is too small to comprehend a doubling of my capacity of love. <laughs> or grace for people. I find that limiting. But... <laughs> What about a doubling of our capacity for other people? You know, we've got our sphere of influence, the people we connect with, but there's a lot of ungracious people out there that don't love us, we don't love them. But what about God somehow gratiating us with a double capacity for other people, for broken-hearted people, messed-up society? Well, what about God doubling our imprint in global mission? Can you imagine that? We've got a significant imprint and global n- mission through the heart of this church already, which will mind-blow anyone if you started to stop and analyse it, but a doubling of that impact or uh, imprint that God is already doing. So doubling is really important. But even if we look very simply at the beginning pages of our Bible, God said to man, go forth and multiply. 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 Well, multiplication is... Doubling, but it's actually a lot more than that. You know, we need to lift our mindset that God wants to do far more than we can ever comprehend or understand. And He said to His people, Go forth and multiply. And I think that's the, the, the blessing, the word that God has given to us. Go forth and multiply. Go forth and multiply, double what you're doing. But don't just satisfy yourself with just doubling. Go for more than that. Chris and I got married, we had two children. And I knew there was more than that, so we actually tripled. You know? um, that's the way it was. But as we look at our Bible, we see very clearly what God is doing. The disciples, they tracked with Jesus. They saw significant things that took place in Jesus' life, and they started to do in their own ministry. But he said, guys, there's more much more than you can understand. I'm going up to um, heaven. You guys have tagged in now. you have get a responsibility. And so we see through the opening chapters of the book of Acts what God is doing in an embryonic small church. All of a sudden, it's no longer small, it's big. It's multiplied beyond comprehension. I don't know how they counted 3,000 people, 5,000 people. But there was an explosiveness of what God was doing in the heart of that local church. And the reason for it it is because of the Holy Spirit. I've termed this or titled this the Holy Spirit X Factor. Because if we see God moving in any church around the world, it's not going to grow because of man. It's only going to grow because of God's Holy Spirit infused into that congregation of people. And the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon you, there's an exponential X Factor that takes place that can change the whole landscape of churches, communities, nations, cities. It's just going to go beyond our mindset. And so this is what it says in Acts 11, verse 21. There's a whole lot of stuff going on before then with miracles and people's shadows touching people and people getting up and walking, all that sort of stuff's going on. But it says, The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed, and they turned to the Lord. And it says, The Lord's hand was upon them. Other versions talk about the power of the Lord being upon them. And because the Lord's hand and the power of the Lord was upon them, there was a a doubling of what God was doing. There was a ramping up of what God was doing in in that community of believers. I'm not satisfied to see the small number of churches in New Zealand the way they are. I want to see them filled to overflowing with what God is doing. We've got to lift our mindset to another level. The church, first ch- century church, saw a multiplication. They sp- saw an explosion. The first century church, we talk about the first rains taking place. Um, Joel talked about it prophetically. Peter picked it up prophetically. The, la- the first rains and the latter, latter rains, and so in the in the former rains, we saw a smallness. was there. It was a good thing that was happening, but then prophetically was talking about the latter rains. And I think between the former rains and the latter rains, was an explosiveness taking place, a doubling of what God was actually doing. We're living in the latter rains. Around the world there's so much happening. There's an explosiveness. There's a doubling. There's there's an explosiveness of what God is actually doing around the nations of the world. And I would love to see this congregation in 12 months' time twice the size as this, congregation-wise. I would love to see us in a building which is three, four times the size of this auditorium. You know, this last week I just heard Harborside have sold their building. Fantastic building, but it's too small for them. They've got mezzanine floors that can't work, so they've got a new facility just down by um, the uh, warehouse headquarters, which is going to be twice the size. That's doubling. And the thing is, the money that they've actually got paid for the land with the existing churches, they changed to residential, not commercial. They're going to have four times the amount of money than they've actually got, so they're going to go into this brand-new facility, twice the size, which is already paid off. God is doing things on purpose because he's got a world out there that needs to hear a gospel where people need to get saved. And Martin could have been very happy just to live. He was a pastor there with a church that congregation size because it works and it's comfortable and and everyone gets to know everybody. Uh -uh. God's got another plan to stretch to go to another level. It's just part of what God is doing. So this morning, we're talking about the Holy Ghost X Factor and the Holy Ghost coming upon a congregation. We've seen Pastor James was talking about Elijah and Elijah, their journey, where one prophet was doing an incredible amount, then the other guy was thinking, "Wow, that's great. And then the older prophet said, well, what do you want to do? What, what can I do for you? And he said, well, I want double your anointing. Yeah. Oh, that's a big, big question. But because he had his eyes focused on what God was doing, he didn't want to get his eyes focused on what God was not doing. All of a sudden, he starts to step in to his inheritance, where he saw a literal doubling of the miraculous in his life. And that was really good, because it changed, it upped the tempo. And this is what God is doing in the church globally. He's wanting to up the the tempo. Last year, we talked about a rising tide. And globally, we know in the church there's a a rising tide. A lifting of the tide. And we've seen the flow of what God is doing increasing in so many different planes. And But we don't want to see just the flow of God. Same old, same old. We want to see a doubling. We want to see a tripling. We want to see an amplification of what God is doing. It's good to sit and watch what other people are doing and acclaim what people are doing, and what God is doing through people's lives. But let's see it here in this congregation. And we see this release taking place. It's part of what God has promised. The world is getting darker, yet it's getting lighter. The church is coming alive, and we're responding in a fresh way. I only got to sixth form. I never went to seventh form. Um, I did a thing called school certificate, fifth form, and I did maths. I passed that one. And my pride would say, I'm going to sit the sixth form one. I didn't, didn't want to be accredited. And I missed out by one point. That was tough, you know, my pride. Because I I knew that I was really good in chemistry and biology and all that sort of stuff. Maths was a little bit shaky. But I missed by one point. But doing maths, I understood certain things. I knew what addition was, and that was good. When we got into multiplication, that got a little bit more cryptic. And Pastor James gave us a math question last week. Two times four is eight. Um, Two times five is... Ten. Two times six is? Twelve. That's really good because there's a growth. You know, there's an, there's an exponentialness starting to take place. But I've got a business background, and I just don't want to live on a particular plane. If we can just imagine the, the, the times figure, times two, and if we take it along a bit further and nudge it up, what we're actually going to get, this sign here. Next, next slide. Next one's. See at the top there, there's a thing called an exponent. We've taken it from the bottom line, we've nudged it along, and we've elevated it to another level of reality. That's called an exponent. Can we understand God moving exponentially through what God is doing? Because this is a prophetic word, I think, that God is starting to say to the Pentecostal church around the world, and our congregation is the beginning fruits of some of this. And so we've got this exponential factor coming in. And so what's actually happening, it's not 2 times 4, it's 4 with a 2 up top which means it's 16 now as the results. Or if we've got 5 to the power of 2 going up, we're talking 25. There's an exponential development. So where it's 6 times 2 lifted, it's now 36. It's not just 12, it's 36. Or if we look at 10 to the power of 2, It's no longer 20. It's now 100. There's an exponential ramping up of what's going on. And as I've processed this, it's like well, two. You've got God the Father. You've got Jesus Christ. That's two of them. And we see Jesus on earth doing a whole bunch of stuff, and God um, blessing people, touching people, people getting touched and healed. The power of two. That was phenomenal. The disciples walked in this phase of their life for three and a half years where they saw this combo coming place, but then God said hey wait, there's more, much more. You've got to wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you, until you receive the power from on high. They didn't understand what it was. But if we go to the next slide, you see this exponential thing where we've now got a power of three. Power of three is actually functioning on another plane again. And so if we got the um, three people, or three, to the power of three, it's no longer multiplied by six, it's now 27. Or if we got the power of four by three, it's 64. Or five to the power of three, it's 125. Or if we take just the ten, it's no longer 100, it's 1, a hundred, it's a thousand. There's an amplification of what God is actually doing. Now, I'm not really good at math, so I can do basic stuff the complex stuff like algebra and all that, I can't figure it out. We can't understand some of the stuff that God is doing. Don't bother about trying to figure it out. Just let the power of the Holy Spirit engage and multiply. Let the X factor of what he is about with his anointing coming upon us. And then when we look back over the last 12 years, not six years, I think we're going to see an escalation, not a doubling in size. We're going to see an exponential expansion on the left, the right, the ups and the downs overseas. We talk about Fiji. That's just the first fruits on, into the Pacific nations. What's happening through Australia, what's happening through um, India? We're going to see an exponential explosion of what God is doing. So when God speaks, something happens. So you've got this prophet, Samuel. Minding his own business, God starts to speak to him and he says, I want you to go and anoint a man. I want you to anoint him for a new thing. He's going to become a king of a nation. Um, There's a new order coming about. I want you to pray for him. And so, what he did, he took this horn, it had oil in it, and he could have gone and just prayed for anyone and think, Oh, God, you do your thing. You can. You can make asses speak. You can do all sorts of crazy things. Maybe you can just bless this individual. But God fine-tuned his ear. No, it's that man in that nation, in that tribe, in that family, that youngest person. He's the person. And I just think God loves to do things like this smaller congregation. It's not massive yet, but it's big for its size. We punch above our weight. But God has seen this congregation and it's like he wants to pour out his anointing oil, into this congregation. Not just so we look good or we've just got this divine touch on us, so we can change a world that is really messed up. And so I just know that, and we pick up in this 1 Samuel 16, it says this. So David stood there amongst his brothers, and Samuel took his flask of olive oil that he had brought, and he anointed David with this oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. From that day on. There was a change because an anointing had taken place and from that single point of time there was an anointing and the power of God came and I sense that we are living in, like Pastor James talked about we're living in a new era and I just sense there's anointing coming on our congregation to move us in a fresh way, to lift us and and cause us to minister and function like never ever before Um, the God factor You know, this prophet came, he anointed kings, he anointed priests, he anointed six people, and things happened. You know, that was great. But that was the Old Testament. What's God doing in the New Testament? This is what it says in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians verse 4. I think Pastor James alluded to this a couple of weeks ago. In verse 7 it says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the surpassing power Maybe of, of God, maybe in us. Can you just imagine that? Yeah. We have got this vessel, this clay vessel, that somehow God's surpassing power, not just power, surpassing power. Say the word surpassing. surpassing. Surpassing power, say it again. Surpassing. We've got the surpassing power of God from heaven in our lives for a reason, not just to be bottled up and stuck on a shelf, it's there for a purpose. And so, we see God touching people in the congregations. In this congregation, we punch above our weight. Pastor James has led significant congregations. He led the Elam Mission Movement for a number of years. And I've worked with a number of mission leaders around the world. But what Pastor James carries missionally is actually on another level than most of these other mission directors would ever do or even dream of. You know, we've got people like uh, Richard Brunton who shared before. He's a household name in our country. I introduced him to someone the other day and I said, probably 90% of our nation would know who this man was because of Colmar Brunton, you know, the people that phone you up at 6 o'clock when you're trying to have your dinner. <laughs> Everyone knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he sold his company and got away from that so he could actually come into reality. I don't know. Um, I feel sorry for those people. But the thing is, everybody knows who this man is because of that company. God touched it significant, uh, significantly. And I could mention several people in a congregation that God is touching in a special way. Georgie, just a young man. you know, God is touching. Can you see a multiplication of evangelism through this young man? Not just an evangelist, but evangelists all over the show. Because he's triggered something in the spirit. Thing is, God's going to use you. He's going to use me. He's going to use Chris. He's going to use Viv, James, in a, in a unique way. This photo up here is my youngest grandson oh. you can tell he's a Richardson because he's got his mouth open <laughs> but what you can't tell whether he gets it from his mother's side or his father's side <laughs> but each of my grandchildren you see personality and you know the destiny within each of those latent lives I, I showed Pastor James a fish we caught last week we had a fish twice the size of that boy Caught off cow oil last week, and I on a different plane. We're talking doubling here, okay? And so I can see this, this thing on a different scale. <laughs> thing is, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and God is an intentional God, He wants to put something in each of these vessels for a reason. So, if I had a milk bottle, and I do, it's not full, what would you put in this? Milk. It's, it's not rocket science, is it? We can all figure this out. Even Diana's got this one. Yeah. We put milk in the milk bottle. Or if we had a water bottle, what would we put in the water bottle? Water. That's not rocket science either, is it? Or if we had a Coke bottle, what would we put in the Coke bottle? Rum. Okay, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got a, a, a bottle of ginger beer, Bundaberg ginger beer, probably the best ginger beer in the world. I could not put that in a Coke bottle. It, I could, but it's not going to be the same. It will be artificial. But each of these vessels is designed for a purpose. We've had communion before. A communion cup is designed for communion. Yeah. It's for a reason. And the thing is, the person sitting next to you, behind you, around you, has been, has been designed by God specifically for a purpose. And he wants to put something in our lives. It's him to change the world. These next people here, these funny-looking people here. You may not recognize the guy on the other end here because he's not wearing his calf-length his calf boots or his tight leathers, but each of these vessels here, some of them might be full, some of them might be cracked, some, whatever, but God wants to pour his spirit into each of these vessels. Why? Because there's a purpose and a mandate for each of these lives. But can you imagine God doubling the spheres of influence that each of these ones have or the people sitting in your pew has this year? We're doing a lot already, um, far too much probably in some respects. But God's got an agenda far bigger than our own. But can we just see the multiplication of what God is doing here? It says this in Genesis 2 verse 7. Then God, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. He breathed life into, the, uh, life into the man's nostrils and he became a living person. So somehow God took this clay out of the dirt, he fashioned something and he poured his spirit into these clay vessels. Not just to sit in the ground like terracotta warriors, but to change the world. The Holy Spirit, he's the potter, we're the clay and he's designed us with intentionality. And each of these clay vessels has to get right with God. Desperately has to get right with God. But you need to understand that these clay vessels are designed for the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, don't do anything until you have the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah. And so that's one thing. But before that, we've actually got to give our heart to the Lord. And so we want to see a doubling of salvations. A tripling of salvations happening we want to see a messy church with all these new born babies coming but first we've got to understand yes we've got to have the holy spirit in our lives but before that we've even got to have the lord in our heart to, to move us on there's two forms of um move on oh, so Just a couple of sides quick next one next click 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 more next one more we've got to be born again Every, I would suspect most of us in this room, this auditorium, have been born again. We've got to be born physically. That's great. That's the way God intended us. But as we talked about before, one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world. We've got to be born again. And we've got to be twice born. The spiritual rebirth takes place. And so once that happens, we can see God from heaven pouring his spirit into us. And once we've got that spirit, that anointing from God, we can change so many things for so many people because we've got him in the engine room doing things. We had communion before. And you'll see... So next one. Uh, uh, Sam. Back, back, sorry. We've got these dishes. These containers have to be cleaned. So we might have the very best container, milk. Who likes smelly old milk? No one. But these vessels have to be cleaned out before you can put more into them. And the thing is, we've had communion because none of us are perfect, and we've got to have a cleaning going on, an ongoing cleaning. We can have the best dishes. If they get used on a daily basis, they've still got to be clean. We've got to understand this. But the thing is, the word of God comes on our life. These vessels have to be clean. But once they're filled up with God, they're not just to sit on the shelf. They've actually got to be used for purpose, and there's got to be a dispensing of what God is doing. And I'm just going to wrap up really quickly now because time has just flown by. But the reality is King David was anointed by God for a purpose. He was mandated to lead a nation. It was a very specific call. And as soon as that anointing came on that man, the young boy really, something happened in the spirit. A divine transaction took place in the spirit. David would never have understood what happened on that day. He probably would have looked back in the years to come and realised, nah. That was a change. It was like we said before, we stepped into something new and everything started to change. Well, we read in the Psalms, David had a problem. He realized that he needed more of God. He needed more of his anointing. He needed more of his enabling to lead this nation. This is what it says. Um, in Psalm... It's up on the side there, I think. You'll find He anoints, he anoints my head with fresh oil. Fresh oil fresh green oil what was in the past was good so this last six years has been great but we need a fresh anointing for a fresh day for fresh reasons I guess I'm just going to take into pastor James now but thing is I believe God wants to touch us God wants to touch you for your Days ahead, whether you're a business person, whether you want to step into missions, whether you want to step into particular ministry, the Holy Spirit, friends, is the key. It's not your strength, your understanding, your education. It's nothing like that. It's your ability to have the Holy Spirit in and through your life.